know we got it. Hey everybody, welcome back to episode 7 of Beyond the Bleaches. We're glad to have you back. Moses, how are you doing? Not too bad, man. It's been a very yeah. good week. Busy week, but a good one. Yeah, I'm glad to hear. No, it has been a very busy week. Uh, as everyone's getting back to to regular work after this corona's really hit hard. But the world of sports has definitely been um, at least two or three pages ahead of the rest of us. And we're pretty excited. Jam-packed episode. I had a few topics that I wanted to get into, Moses. I'm sure you did too. Um, uh, we had a lot happen this week. We had... You know, uh, one Conor McGregor decide he's 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 uh, this is his final dance. He's you know had on the on the uh, on the uh, credenza. I don't know that thing. You know, a piece of furniture. Uh, we also got the NBA coming back, but only twenty two teams. Uh, eight teams don't make it. East side showing a, a bit more of themselves in that fact. Uh, we also got the NFL having some controversy here. Roger Goodell may have been uh, sampling a little bit of the humblest of pie. Uh, in retrospect, you know, 2020. Uh, and I know his vision and hindsight's 2020 right now. Uh, that and so much more with KD as well. Uh, also making sure we don't get any joy uh, this coming August, you know, ruling out. For a fact, he's not coming back. But Moses, um, I'm sure you had some things as well. What do you think? What uh, What's up? What's in the world of sports? Well, like you said, uh, there's a lot that's going on. Teams coming back or leagues coming back. The National Hockey yes. League saying that they're going to be coming back on Thursday, allowing some of their teams. So they already gave them permission as of the, the beginning of the week. But yeah. um, there's certain teams that will be uh, starting to really ramp things up by Thursday where they're allowed to have their players go to their facilities and train, but only six at a time. Nothing more than that. Individual workouts, just making sure that uh, they are kind of back in that mode by the time January 1 hits, which is the first official day where teams are given the approval to go into training camp, which is phase three. Just one more step before we actually drop the puck in late July. The NBA, like you mentioned, and the Premier League is starting up this weekend. Should the be Prem very Prem. interesting. Or I should say the La Liga. La Liga is also starting up. Of course. Uh, coming up as well. So there's a lot going on over the next week, week and a half. So it should be very interesting in terms of what we're going to see, uh, how the play is going to be, what it's going to look like with no fans. We've already seen that in a couple of leagues in Europe, wondering what yeah. it's going to look like in the Premier League. Yeah, for sure, for sure. Um, so yeah, I, uh, with that being said, I also wanted to get into that thing with the Premier League. I actually wanted to talk to you about this, about the fact that, um, and I, I think I may have tweeted this as well as that thanks to your team, Liverpool, thank you very much, Moses, for contributing to this, but to the, uh, most conflicted and most sickening, you know, uh, version of 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 uh, I guess FOMO that we've all ever experienced. Whoever watched the Premier League, because you're so happy that it's coming back, but you know that Liverpool only have two games to, that they need to win in order to win the league. So it, it, it the, the the fact that we're coming back is like oh yeah yeah you're back, but the league's about to be over. It was <laughs> we were this close to it being over anyway so it's really we're coming back for a fight for second third and fourth is really what it is and that's know? not a problem so. because if liverpool could wrap this up the rest of their games are just like you know what you would do during the summer 
You're just yeah. trying to get your kids to be out there. You're trying to see the academy boys to see if they can uh, play at the league or give them a taste of um, some, you know, senior team action. So I have no yeah. problem with it. If they can wrap it up early, the remainder of the games is just a cakewalk. You can just put out a, a, a B team. I don't even know. I'm trying to remember if Arsenal's got a game in there. So you got to think, okay, that's a possibility of three points there. That's not an end of the world. And I think well, that would be uh, good like, at that point. Like, all you're looking for, if you're Liverpool, Champions League wasn't... Uh, you already captured the Champions League six times. Of course. But what you desperately wanted was to... Get yeah. back and even yeah. up with Manchester United. The fact because that they overtook it, you for the most titles in England in the top flight, that's that stings. So the fact it, that they can the, win this for the they'll bring actually their first ever Premier League title since it actually can. Uh, I was gonna say I was gonna say this is going would, to be the the first time you've won it since the unification or the creation of the Premier League. No, oh, it would be absolutely. Yeah, they haven't won a title since uh, what was it, thirty, thirty-one <laughs> since years? Since before it was, yeah, since yeah. It was before, it well would before. Then Sir and, Alex Ferguson uh, came and just blew things up. Uh, yeah, 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 and uh, won Arsene Wenger. So don't ever, don't ever forget that. Quite you know a few, you know. Yeah. What? Yeah, if you're gonna throw <laughs> that, in, you might as well throw in hey. Blackburn. You know, like okay. Just... okay. You know, they all had their, uh, they all had their moments. You know, I, I remember those Dragon Slayers very well. <laughs> You know, you had your league. Leicester City. You had your Leicester. You had, I mean, Leicester are now a big dragon themselves. Charlton, yeah, Fulham. Yeah, credit. Mm. Those were big games. The West Bromwich, Albion, you were you were never <laughs> secure going into their home. You always, no matter how much you had in your, in your locker room, if you go in there, like, thinking you're pompous, they are going to strip you for everything you have. Sort of like, uh, what was it? Everton killed, d- destroyed... Man City 4-0 just before that, just before this corona hit. I'm sure Pep was happy. Well, I think Pep and all the rest of those players are going to be bouncing as if as soon as they figure out, you know, they're no longer going to be oh, in the Champions League. Oh, they got bigger problems. Yeah. They got, they <laughs> yeah. got bigger problems. They're not going to be in the Champions League for two years. Yeah. You can kiss no. Kevin De Bruyne goodbye. Oh, g- goodbye. It's actually quite uh, what, interesting. Him and on quite a few that, of them. Oh, yeah. Actually, on that, uh, they have had to... Uh, They've, they've uh, appealed the deliberation, or at least the court case, I think, of two, two or three th- times Man City has, uh, where which UEFA are taking them to court for financial fair play rules being um, pushed. Because, of course, yeah, they, you, you know, you can avoid Kevin De Bruyne, you know, because your fans are paying for it. Yeah. <laughs> okay, guys. All right. All right, Eddie. How dare wise? Um, but yeah, no, I uh, I look forward to seeing. Well, them their fans take the flights too from Eddie. Has, so uh, yeah, sure, Eddie sure, has, sure, right? sure, sure. You've met you've met uh, if you've if you've seen anyone from Manchester, I'd, you could totally see they're the jet setting type, especially <laughs> using Middle Eastern, uh, you know, first class and things of they, that they nature. See, they fit in perfectly. They just fit in quite perfectly. It's just a match made in heaven. Um, but yeah, on that, uh, I wanted to also talk to you quickly about um, the UFC and McGregor. What did you? What were your thoughts on this? Uh, there were people back and forth. I think we had tweets from uh, John Jones claiming that it was uh, not, this was a hoax or it's not as real. But Dana White also giving a little bit of insight as to how short notice this was because it seemed that though McGregor had a fight coming up uh, for UFC two forty nine, but just decided, you know, at the last moment, you know, it's time's up. So what do you think, Moses? You have you, uh, you given us some, uh, you seen this? It was a shock to see the, the tweet 
uh, yeah. <laughs> during UFC uh, 249 or uh, 250. Yeah. But because uh, in terms of the timing. Yes. But then and then you kind of see and you heard all of the the yeah. aftermath, the reason why. Well, he wasn't getting the fight that he wanted, right? Yeah. He wanted the showdown for, with the interim lightweight champion, right? Yes. Um, and now he'll face Khabib. And McGregor's like, you know, you know, what the hell? Like, what's going on? Now, yeah. look at Dana White. Um, he came, he he spoke uh, not too long ago, and just talking, uh, talking about it. Uh, but it sounded like, um, according to what I was reading, um, it sounded that it like was it, it, yeah, like it was like White said, well, you know what, he. The guy who we just, or the guy who just won, right? Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. She gets the. Yeah, yeah. He gets. He gets to essentially gets face Khabib. Yeah. Like he, yep. he's the next man up. Yeah. And that's. It's nice that you you feel that way, but at the end of the day, for sure, you know, that's the pecking order, up. and that's how it is. If you want your shot, then hey, you know what? It's gonna come, but you're gonna have to wait until uh, we see the next fight. So I, I don't. I don't know. It's just, I think it's, it sounds like sour grapes from Conor McGregor's side. Yeah. You know, just the way I see it. Like, it's like, all right, you know, it's like when you take your ball and go, you're going to go home after you're getting your, getting, getting whooped. But yes. I think, yeah, I, I, I think, um, I, I don't know. I have a funny feeling he's going to come back. Yeah. No, yeah <laughs> the of money, course. The money, money talks. And I think he's going to come out of retirement. Yeah, I heard somebody course. call him like the Brett Favre of our era. Uh, he just really, the guy, yeah, he just <laughs> retires and comes hey, back and retires listen, and comes back. You know, hey, listen, you know, if he knows what he's doing, you know, he's the, he's the one, he's the one. We cannot hate on him for that. Um, it's, it's, uh, it's really interesting to see how he has navigated since, uh, after the, the, the Mayweather fight. I think that's probably the biggest thing that we have to take into consideration, He's looking at everything post Mayweather fight, and I I think when you know you've you can be valued even as a loser and make over a hundred million USD in a fight, right? It's so hard to now be told this is not what you can do, and this is not your. You know, I think he feels he may be bigger than the UFC at this point, and you know, essentially, he probably is. Uh, at the same time. Uh, you know you can't bite the hand that first fed you and i and i think he realizes it's still his the sport he really enjoys and that he can actually win at you know we've only seen him ever win at this sport technically you know i think taking a loss and pocketing that purse was probably the biggest finesse of the last 15 years in my opinion because i think anyone could have taken that bet to be perfectly honest, I think given the the amount of time that he had to prepare, I Moses, I could confidently say if I were given a hundred million dollar contract uh, to go fight Floyd Mayweather, put me in the gym for four months, I will train my ass off and get beaten like a champ, like a champ. Not I'm not gonna I'm not gonna go down without a fight. Probably not. That's a lie. He's way quicker than I am. He he may kill me, but that's the thing. I think. McGregor is at that tier where he feels like he's put himself at that standard and now the UFC or Dana White uh, are no longer there, you know, or, or they aren't at that level yet. They're not at that prestige yet um, where he feels maybe he is now. 
Yeah, but know? yeah, and you know, White is kind of a fair guy. He's not a he's not a dumb guy by any stretch. Like this is a no. guy, and he even said in his interview, be it frustrated, but still, he he did raise an excellent point, regardless. Yeah, you know, trying to come across it's like, look, how many promoters, how many people are actually getting sports off right now? Like, you know, damn it, I just bought an island and I'm just trying to get everything going. What the hell are you guys doing? Like, what's going on? Like, I'm trying, I got a lot of things that I'm doing, making sure that we get these fights (laughs) up and running. McGregor had his opportunity back in May and it, uh, you know, he didn't want to be a replacement fighter uh, from what it sounds like. And, you know, it's, it's one of those things. I have a feeling he's going to come back. If the the fight's good enough, if the pay is going to be good enough. Yeah. You know, it's he's going to come back. I think What's what's He's got more, I think he's right? still got yeah. He's, he's he's still got a little more to give uh when it comes to fighting. Yeah. And you know, who knows? Maybe this is just a a nice little uh a nice little ploy to kind of get the name out there once again on McGregor's part to make sure say, "Hey, you know what? Don't forget about me." And <laughs> we'll uh even though it's kind of hard to but you never, hey, you know what? Sometimes you just keep putting your name out there to make yourself relevant continuously because he hasn't done really much anything in 2020. So no, yeah, it's, of course. It's something uh, that, uh, you know, you kind of want to take a look at and be like, okay, let's, yeah. uh, let's, let's get this bad boy going. You know, you had your, your great fight um, uh, in December. So let's, uh, let, let's kind of continue from there. I don't know. I, that's just how I see it. I, I, mm-hmm. I'm a, I like McGregor. I, I definitely mm-hmm. see him. And I'm not like a, a big UFC guy by any stretch. No, but uh, like a lot of people out there, even the casual fan would go and say, "You know what? That's a fight I want to see." Uh, he's a marquee yeah. name. Oh, for sure, he, he definitely will bring in the dollars. And I think this is just some, maybe just like a little little ploy, maybe to get into Dana's ear. Uh, Dana's not a dumb guy by any stretch. Um, oh you know, no, you look what he's taking the mean, UFC. So who yeah. knows? Maybe this is just a thing to. It's like a marketing strategy, right? And maybe it works sure. on both ends. And at the end of the day, maybe sometime yeah. at the end of the year. And that's what I was thinking. I was thinking this is all a uh, this is this is a good way to get your your alcohol uh, back in the uh, limelight. If I'm a Connor, because you know people are looking at me, they're they're checking me out. You know, I know his wife just recently launched a clothing label as well. So I think he has a few businesses that he's trying to get off. And I think I agree that this is also a double-edged sword. Uh, Connor's probably going to make a little bit off this, just this I this stunt itself. You know, get a bit more notoriety, a lot more attention, and of course, be the be be who Connor McGregor really is. He's he's the incorrigible, you know, baby. He's the 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 the, the little toddler that's throwing his toys around in the UFC gym, and uh, we love him. We love him for that, and this is exactly what he was doing before. I agree. There's nothing that's going to say that he won't come back. And we can't think that at all. There's no way he's changed. You know, if not, he's just the same Connor, but he's got more money now. That's pretty much it. So, yeah, no, for, for sure on that. Um, and then so, so Moses, what did you think about uh, the response to the 22 team vote for the NBA? I want to get into this. I wanted to know what you thought about that, because uh, we had... A recent vote by the NBA, uh, the Board of Owners Governors. Association, the Board of Governors, and then also with the Players Association regarding the remainder of the 2019-2020 NBA season. So um, it came to it that uh, the Board of Governors did vote uh, on it, especially those who were uh, involved. And it went, of the 22, uh, 21 said yes, 
uh, and the uh, 22nd, Portland said no. So uh, why, uh, you know, and that was then echoed by Dame himself about the what was maybe not felt like it was a fair deal or something like that, even though they do qualify and they've made it into this uh, sort of tournament. But what do you think Dame's reasoning would be behind that, Moses? I, do you think he has any footing on this? Uh, well, you are in. Uh, maybe it's not going to be perfect. Yeah. Um, and a lot of these bodies are healthy. I, I, I don't see uh, what is going to be an issue um, mm-hmm. unless you're, you're thinking of the teams that made it. Like, you are in it. So I don't see the issue of the twenty or twenty two uh, team playoff. In yeah. fact, you know you're you're still well within the hunt. And uh, taking a, a list of or taking a look at the the twenty two teams, you know, there it's it's still doable that you make the playoffs. Like there's nothing. Oh, for sure. Like there's it's nothing that's saying well you know you're kind of just thrown in. No. Like there's there's nothing there on your end that is actually. You know, um, that well, big of a big of an issue, in my opinion. I think you uh, have a great opportunity. I think yes. maybe just how tough the West is going to be, but you're going to face that anyways. I don't for know sure. what was going to be the the biggest decision for you in terms of you know what's going to make it easier. But at the end of the day, you know there were better teams in the West. That's why you have thirteen of them as opposed to yes. the East, where just nine. So if you're saying yeah. if that's unfair, of course, well. You know, yeah. you're you're in it. Like I, I don't, mm-hmm. I don't understand. But yeah, I well, think I'm just happy to see ball back. And I thought they would at least even it up where they would have said that. But in this case, it's fair. If you want to talk about a team that might yeah, be unfair, no, we don't, you know, we don't need the Knicks. That's why. Uh, no, you, yeah, exactly. They don't need to we be there. Can, but you know, looking at the NBA yeah. standings, when you when you look at the Eastern Conference, of course, um, you know, you'll have teams like Orlando. Yeah. Right. Kind of like a bubble team uh, trying to head out. Um, they qualify. They qualify. Like, I mean, yeah, they, know, they qualify, right? You have the Wizards that are qualifying, but you look at the, the Hornets. It. You know, the they, the Hornets. No would they way. be? Would they be pissed? They're, right now, they're set, they were seven games back of Orlando yeah. for that eighth and final spot, right? The Bulls, so same it, situation. Uh, yeah. But do you really want to play those games? Like they're no. meaningless for you if you were a yeah. player, and it just makes sense. You know what? Let's just add those teams and let's just keep it going. Whereas, yes. for example, I know it's about. Uh, six games back when you look at the Phoenix Suns compared to the Memphis Grizzlies who are holding on to the final eighth and final spot. That's not a problem. Two and a half games back or uh, three and a half games back are Portland and they're in ninth. So it's going to create an interesting race for the, that final spot. I, I that think is true. If you're one through seven, you should be fine. Dallas is about seven games up on Memphis and they hold on to the seventh spot. Yeah, so, so they should be guaranteed. I think they're going to be the next team shortly after to guarantee a spot. I, I don't know. I just It just seems... I, so, I just don't understand what yeah. the complaint is about, unless you're playing more games, like to get into it. Well, or I think I think and, for him, uh, one of the reasons is uh, coming off the back of uh, a Western Conference Finals uh, playoff, right? And essentially, Damien, Dame, you know, inspired Portland to at least, ev- you know, to the end. Right, they got them to Golden State, uh, where obviously they were going to get demolished. There was no way you were not going to get demolished, but no, um, you know, especially the way he dismantled OKC with that final shot. A lot of people had this, I think, idea and this 
um, this perception that now this is it's Dame time. It is really Dame time, and I think he himself felt all right. The you know you could see the trajectory of the team, and they this is their peak. If they can make the playoff, uh, if you if you if you are on track to make Western Conference playoffs a season before. It's it's not, and you can maintain the same core squad. It's not, um, you you know, it's not far fetched to imagine that you may end up at the same point next year, right? Um, but you know, this threw a cog in the wrench, and I think for Dame in himself, he knows the time he has is limited. Uh, he's in a smaller market. He made that decision himself to be in a smaller market and to make that decision to decide to vie for a ring in a smaller market and i think that complexity and that stress adds to why he feels it's unfair he's in a smaller market he needs to he needs to prove he needs to show proof he doesn't have the 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 big three or the big attractive um players that say an la or yeah, yeah the clippers or a lakers squad may have and he has to go against either one of those guys so i think he just feels a lot of hurt dejection uh, and maybe just a sense of woe is me i think there's a little bit of that in it and it's just all those little things piled up onto the other um but i mean at the same time if he has a real problem he should ask you know there's plenty of of non-starters that we got we got it we got charles barkley could call Carl Malone, we got guys from this generation, Chris Paul, we got, you know, there's tons, tons of people who've been that good. Allen Iverson, I mean, that's that's probably the best guy to never win a championship in the last 20 years. And, and you could say the same thing. You just decided he wasn't going to go when he could have. And that's the choice you make if you decide you're going to stay in that market uh, forego the chance to just get an automatic. Yeah, I mean, listen, guys. <laughs> I think the formula is pretty simple now. We know, you know, you get two, three big all stars, and you're pretty much set to the playoffs. You're you're playoff bound, right? And from there on on, that's if you can make sustain the pressure. But um, Dame's been having to fight. This even for the Portland, even for Portland now to get into the playoffs, even to get into this discussion. I mean, they even had to activate a Carmelo Anthony who wasn't even really contributing that much throughout the the first half of the season. You know, a Nurkic who's only just going to be able to come back now. So they were very hurt. They were very. Um, they were not as strong as they were last season. In in fact, probably you could even estimate they were not going to make it i they could have been off uh the beaten path had they not found a resurgence probably in january february but yeah dame i feel sorry for you because no matter how we look at this i think he's going they're not going to win it they're not going to win the thing this is going to be a dud of a season and i think he knows it and uh yeah that's that's probably why and you know hurt people hurt people so get ready for the uh, diss tracks that are coming everyone's way everyone's on the list starting with i don't know maybe charles Barkley or something it's i was gonna be... say i honestly think orlando is the team that loses out in all this because you know they had a you know a pretty good lip and it depends how they determine yeah the, the pl- like if they're going to go into a play-in tournament or what sure. have you for those final spots you know 
they look good, but you never know what happens right now. All that momentum is gone as you kind of were getting into that stretch drive uh, before the yeah. playoffs. Oh, and yeah. all of a sudden, Washington uh, comes out of nowhere and can, and can kind of take, overtake you in that eighth spot. So, I don't know. I think <laughs> and that number two, John yeah. Wall. No, yeah, I know what you mean. Uh, or Bradley Beal. Well, that's the only guy that they got right now. Well, Wall should be back. Is that yeah, what they were saying? No. Yeah, no. <laughs> no. This guy, I don't think anyone should be doing any of that. If KD has told us anything right now, is that there's no need to do any of this premature. And I mean, even in Wall's case, we know this. The reason he's even going through this year is because he'd never let his body recover the past two injuries and had to be kicked out permanently. You know, there's now he, I hopefully he learns and, and gives himself the chance to heal because he's an incredible player. When Wall can get going, he's one of the quickest dudes in the NBA. Like, you know, bar none. Uh, we, if, if he were healthy and him and Beal together, I would say, yeah, maybe they do make a good playoff run. I don't think they have more of a reason to be there than Orlando does, though, to be perfectly honest. I feel like Orlando has just as much, uh, deserve just as much of a reason to be there. Like, Washington is here by proxy of the fact that the East is that bad. Is the fact that the Knicks, Cleveland, and Chicago, and Charlotte, like, they they do so bad <laughs> that to be a bad team, you can still make the playoffs. That, that's really what it's saying. Is that they are of the quality that is so poor that they supersede the Western Conference in terms of poor play. I mean, you're only looking at a Golden State Warriors that has no superstars. They literally had one leave and then two major injuries. So they don't have anyone to play with. And then even, wait, Iguodala left and Livingston left. So basically, no. so they have a reason to be that bad. And they were doing better than Cleveland. So I don't know what is going on over there. <laughs> so, you know, and Cleveland's got what? Tristan Thompson, Sexton. Andre Drummond. Andre Drummond, Kevin Love. I don't know, guys. I don't know. Larry Nance, but I we all know. J- Clark, Duncan, J- Jr., whatever. The whole, yeah. So I think... Orlando yeah, even probably, like I wasn't sold on uh, Sexton. I remember no. that one. I remember that one dunk. Yeah, that was pretty nice. But he started flexing, and then all you saw yeah. was a flash of the scoreboard. You're like you're down like forty, bro. Yeah. Like what's going on? <laughs> like why are you flexing when your team is down forty? <laughs> yeah, yeah I have no problem. You playing hard, going to the rim. You're excited, but like that's uh, hey, I got so no problem high. with that because that's a competitive nature. You always got to keep going Chicago? out hundred, but. I, I, no, I don't no, know no. who it was. Or Boston? All, Maybe Boston. All I remember was they were down, I'm like, they're flexing, and then they yeah. just show the graphic, and you're like, you're down by 40, and people are like, why do I? Because the I, crowd, like, looking have, at the scoreboard, and you're like, dude, like, yeah. like w- congratulations, you had two points, like, what I, are you expecting? <laughs> you know, you may have two points out of that play, but you're coming out with an uh, L. You tell me what's better. Sexton, in my opinion, is the next coming of uh, Deladova. I think he's as he's scrappy like Deladova, but I don't think he's. Um, he could, yeah, he, he could carve out a good NBA career. Yeah, 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 as a role player, 
as a what like top five pick role player. Uh, I thought maybe you were gonna say like he'd be like more like a Miles Davis. Ah! Not Miles Davis. Uh, what am I thinking of? No, I'm not thinking of Miles Davis. <laughs> I think I got that. I'm thinking of somebody else right now. Someone, someone else who's a role player. Yeah, yeah. but yeah, yeah. no. Um, I mean, no, because I'm thinking as a singer. I'm like, was it not Darius Miles? Because <laughs> that's a different, different one, type of athletic body. I'm trying to one think of, of these Miles guys is is the guy. But that's yeah, no. Sexton is not the guy you're going to pick to take a franchise to the next level. Not even close to it. I mean, and it could just be because there's no leadership. Ricky Davis. Ricky Davis. Oh boy. Yeah. No. Yeah. He's like, yep. Scrap it like Ricky Davis. It's nothing like, you know, you're not you're not there to really do flash. You know, the points are coming, but they're hard fought. That's what we're saying. You're coming in with hard fought points. These role player points from outside the arc. Sometimes they didn't even realize you were on the court. It's those types of points. That's where Sexton's going to make a big impact. But I think as an individual, and it could also just be because personally I think Kevin Love didn't come to Cleveland to teach anyone anything. He came here yeah. to win. He won a ring, but he's I think he's kind of pissed off at LeBron. I'm not going to lie. I think he's kind of he's kind of sad. He's like, "Wow, I can't believe he left me." It, it could be uh, mind you, I was thinking of certain ways like a guy would be a great role player cuz I'm looking at his numbers. He's, he's significantly shorter. He's only 6-1 compared to 6-7. Um Sexton, hey. When you look at yeah, Sexton 6-1. 190. So he's not like a, you know, he's not light. No, tiny. you can yeah, no, no, you no, can't no. push can, him around. He can handle the yeah, he can handle the play. And surprisingly, through 65 games this year, he was averaging 20.8 points per game. Yeah, they got to give him more looks, but here's the thing. I've seen some of the way some of his plays and and Kevin Love is not impressed with him. I'll tell you that much. I think one of the plays where they where Kevin Love had that freak out um, mid mid play uh, mid set where he just grabbed the ball and then threw it because they were running down the the shot clock for no reason and um, he was looking to see why is there no movement? No one is open. No one's communicating, and it just really showed the breakdown. And one of the pivotal <laughs> components of that, <laughs> whatever that play was supposed to be, was Sexton, who kept was holding the ball for like thirty, what was thirteen seconds, you know, on the other side of the court, like for no good reason. Um, in the second quarter, there's probably like six minutes left in that quarter. I don't know why he felt that it was a good idea to run down the clock. So, yeah, um, things like that were definitely going to show forth in the future. And I don't think Sexton is necessarily... Maybe he needs a better teacher. I think that's the problem. Being in, in Cleveland, the cesspool that is Cleveland, and your man, your your owner, who is, you know, just the biggest piece of garbage... Um, you know, I think the only one I could say is worse is probably, what was it, Donald Sterling was probably worse. And then, like, Michael Jordan's a close behind, I think, in my opinion. Because, you know, we all know Michael Jordan is not a good owner. But uh, that's besides the point. And uh, we hope the Jordan brand continues to look favorably on us and... Um, give us the free Jordans that they uh, they promised us in the future, right? Right, Moses? Yeah, I, you know, I'm cool with it. <laughs> like, I'm not going <laughs> to... This podcast is sponsored by Jordan Banner. 
Uh, yeah. <laughs> okay, but so Michael so, Jordan can do no wrong. Michael Jordan can do no wrong. And then finally, I just wanted to get into uh, Kevin Durant actually further that with the NBA, and that was just uh, Kevin Durant has definitely taken the lead in terms of explaining why there's no need to to push himself. So uh, recently, he was on. Uh, little Wayne's podcast, and uh, Little Wayne has his own little, sh- not little show, uh, but I'm, you know, I'm remiss to say that it should be called Little Something. Uh, I think it's Little Tunchy and Friends, maybe I'm something like that. Uh, but he, Kevin Durant, called in and um, spoke to uh, Little Wayne about coming back at the end of the season. To which he did clarify that it was never going to happen. There was not going to be. An opportunity that he did see. He did leave the door open, though. He said it doesn't seem that way, but he was only required to miss at least a year. And technically speaking, from the start date, which is July 31st, Moses, of 2020, it would have been 14 months since uh, a uh, Kevin Durant had his surgery. That is, if I'm not mistaken, if my math checks out, over a year. So, I would say, you know, technically speaking, he has had one full year of recovery. Um, but would that still mean that he needs to make a return? Maybe, yes, no. What, do you, what are your thoughts? Despite the fact that he did say there's probably no chance he's coming back. But what are your, what are your thoughts on the matter? Should, should he, does the NBA need it? Uh, because that's kind of what's been floated around is that you kind of need someone like that on the on the east because you know Kyrie's not really there. He may come back, but he might not go off the way we would want him to. And I mean, no one's gonna really watch Karis Levert that much. I mean, of course he's had fifty point games, but sure, whatever, man. I so think when, I'm I'm thinking that you would. I think for the NBA, it'd be great to have your best stars there. For sure. For Kevin Durant, as a competitor, I can imagine that. But you have to weigh the pros and cons. You're like, look, if I don't come back now, I'm, I'm going to be rusty. But oh, for sure. the season's likely not going to start. Like, what do we do when we get bounced out of the first round of the playoffs? The for, good yeah. news is, you know, you're going to have a couple more months to recover. You're going down to, is it December? So, yeah, the season's most likely going to be starting in December. So you're giving yeah. yourself another additional, you know, four or five months at that point. Four months. Yes. To be at 100% healthy, you're probably going to have a couple of exhibition games in there too. So, you know, I, for him, you're like looking long term. Is it mm-hmm. really worth it? Is this, a, is this a year where you can say, yes, we're, we have the capability of winning a chip? Or, you know, you're like, okay, you know what? Let's go. And I think maybe more so if you're – I think that's more of like an ownership standpoint. I think Kyrie's sure. done a fantastic job in terms of what he's done there. Even the team itself without mm-hmm. Kyrie when he was banged up. Oh, for so sure. They have a good – they effectively there, are but, a better team without Kyrie. Well, st- if you look at yes, the most wins and losses, but there's 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 more to it. There's I think there's a little <laughs> bit more to it. I think when you add KD, it's going to be even vastly yeah. uh, improved. But I think you know he's if you're if you're KD, you're, statistically, statistically, he's worth for any team. <laughs> Everyone knows that. I'm just going to say I'm going to end it off here. I'd love to see KD back, but. I don't blame him for not coming back now. Wait till next year when everyone's or you know reset at zero, and then you'll be at a better advantage because you're going to be, you know, having a couple games under your belt as opposed to say this year maybe you get five and that's it. 
you know, give yourself a little more time and then, you know, hit the ground running. Yeah, no, for sure. I, uh, no, I completely agree with that. I think you may need to put yourself in a better position for next season. And I mean, it is going to be a shorter season next season as well. Uh, what with the, uh, and this is a big salute to, I guess, Adam Silva because, uh, he was able to get all of these deals and, and, um, the TV stuff sorted in a timely fashion because he also has to compete with uh, the MLB and the NFL and the NHL who also need screen time for the rest of this year and also for next year. So the season next year, season is going to be, sh- I think, shortened in order to accommodate and not to eat into the NFL. Plus, we also have the delayed Olympics, which would have started this month, if I'm not mistaken, um, if not next month, maybe? July. Uh, it would have started. Yeah, it would have started late July. Late July. It would have started late July, and we would have had a month full of, um, you know, running, spandex, some swimming, and some medals. <laughs> you know, things of that nature. And then Canada. maybe even, maybe even seeing. Oh, and I think that would have been the the best part is that we missed out on seeing what the Canadian basketball squad versus. Uh, um, I guess everywhere else would have looked like, and then if they made it that far, how crushing of a defeat to America it would have been, because we all know that that's probably what is predestined for the Canadian basketball <laughs> men's team at this moment. But you know, hold true. Uh, I think there's a steady um, incline um, climb to to perfection, and you know, we'll be as good as I don't know, freaking Latvia maybe one day. <laughs> All right, ending off on that note. Yes, of course, and we hope to be as good as Latvia. I wish, I wish, my kingdom for Latvia. That's like, what, silver maybe? That's like a silver bronze at least. You're at least placing in top five, best in the world, if you're a Latvia. Other than that, no. But, um, all right, Moses, uh, this has been a pretty... Pretty quick one, um, but glad to have um, had it so we can get as much out. Um, look forward to seeing everyone and hearing from everyone next week. We have a lot more on the way. We'll have a lot more stuff coming down the pipeline. Uh, always trying to continuously improve the show. Um, we have heard a few back from a few people as well to talk about that, and like, but they also do like what we're doing. And so thanks to everyone who's listening and watching the stuff. Uh, we, I guess we could say we make it for you, but uh, I, I doubt it because then we would care what you had to say. But um, thanks anyway. <laughs> Moses, is there anything else you want to add? I'm good, man. Yeah. I'm good. Okay. Mm-hmm. Let's get out of here, Moses. Okay, everyone, have a good one, and we'll see you next week. This podcast is a Collab House production.